All right, here we go. The podcast with Pastor Cass. Necessary conversations. What up, though? Watson, what's going on, family? What's up, my man? How we doing? How we doing? Man, I'm blessed. Doing well. Can't complain, man. Yes, sir. Staying safe out here, as they say. Doing my best. Yeah. Doing my best. I'm still quarantined. From what I understand, yeah. a lot of people aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but me personally, I'm still quarantined. So yes. I'm home in church. Very good. Is, is pretty much it for me. You staying safe, man? I do my best, but you know, I'm an essential employee, so they yes. send me out to the hot zones. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. I mask up and social distance as much as humanly possible. I, I have family members who still haven't hugged me. <laughs> they caught some <laughs> stiff arms. <laughs> I'm mad. I get it. Yep, yep. So, hey, folks, welcome back to the podcast. We've missed you all. Always a pleasure to have you listening in. Got a really, really big giveaway going on. Well, I don't want to say big, but you know, we're celebrating. It's our we're calling our 10K giveaway. So uh guys, girls, listeners, likes, send in some of your favorite conversations we've had that you want us to follow up a question on. So not a full-fledged listener episode, but we're gonna have a contest for who comes up with the best follow-up question or counterpoint to any one of our conversations we've mm. had. And we're going to discuss that in one of our podcasts. It won't be a whole episode, but we're going to give you a 10-minute spot to basically debate us or debate oh, Pastor Dory. I like that. And I the like winner's that. question for our 10K giveaway will receive a prize. So, a couple of things. So, they get to send in either like a counterpoint. Yeah. And that's a nice way of saying something that they, you know, either where they disagree with a point that I made or... Mm-hmm. You know, feel like I may have missed the mark. Mm-hmm. On a, okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I'm sure people are listening and they're like, you know. But hold on, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I about like this? I like that. And and if you would, um, for the listeners, what is prompting this 10K giveaway? We've, we've had our we've hit our 10,000 listeners, All our right. 10,000 listens and uh, shares for the podcast. That's phenomenal. And I yeah. want to, of course, appreciate everybody that's been listening you know, my mama might be 9,000 of those listens. But <laughs> <laughs> and our wives being the other thousand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right between Tremaine and Jaleesha. And yeah. About 500 a pop, you yep, know, yep. for them. But no, I think um, and, and appreciate everybody that's list, that, that listens and has shared and that's, you know, shared the podcast with other people. I think 10,000 listens is a definitely a great milestone. Yeah, it's a big benchmark, especially considering this is like a pretty... Uh, let's call it dry for the all intensive purposes compared to other podcasts where people get their movies and sports and things. We're actually mm-hmm. talking about a spiritual stuff. Yeah. For the most yeah. Part. And we don't do a ton of advertising. Yeah. Like, we this don't, is all the people. Yeah. Yeah. You so guys. 10,000 listens without, you know, we could use the church to yeah. push it and pump it. And I'm not saying we're not going to do that, but us reaching 10,000 listens says we got some very faithful listeners. That's and, exactly uh, what it speaks to us and, and folks that are willing to share. So I appreciate it. Yeah, so folks, get them in. Like I said, we'll get that in there. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have a little prize for whoever uh, gets voted as the winner. And good news is Pastor Dorian does not know who gives what. So Yeah, so that's why I'm interested. You don't have to play nice. Yeah. Because I won't know. And and honestly, Justin never tells me who any of this is from. Like, I would love to try to pry it out of him, but I don't even (laughs) put him under that pressure. But he never tells me when there's questions and feedback about the the show justin you can trust justin he never it he has never once very anonymous folks so feel free to send it in whether you want to send it to the uh instagram page um or the facebook page either one um and then the email converse passcast at gmail.com short for conversations converse passcast at gmail.com all right all right so now we got that house cleaning uh sorted out want to have a quick conversation here today as we like to uh, this one's going to be a little bit, uh, not follow up ish, but just kind of, um, in the same vein of some other conversations we've had. Uh, I want to talk to you today, Pastor Dorian, about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you've recently had some, uh, times over the pulpit where you've talked about mental health. And, um, like recently I was saying a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the man in the, uh, graveyard and meeting with Jesus yes. and that being some different things. So we'll dove into that a little bit. We've talked about anxiety. We've talked about depression. But this one here is really going to be more of a conversation where we talk about mental health as a state of well-being versus the absence of a disease. Like, you know, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. want to 
talk about mental health when it mm. comes to, okay, you're either depressed or you're suffering from anxiety or you're perfectly great. Well, there's actually a big area in the middle of those two. Sure, sure. And I really want to get into that, especially as it relates to what we more so deal with is in the black community and in the black church. That's the majority of our listeners and our uh, members. That being said, this is important for all. Yeah, across the board. Across the board. Um, But some of the questions will point towards that. So uh, where I kind of want to start off here is just with the drawing the line because you've spoke on mental health between mental health issues and spiritual issues that appear as mental health to the world. Sure. And you know how you can help kind of draw the line and define the difference in the two and delineate those two. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the key to this um, is that there is no line. Okay. Um, And I think that's what we need to understand is that um, our physical has spiritual implications Mm -hmm. and our spiritual life has physical implications implications Mm. um in a in an unhealthy life physically and mentally definitely can lead to spiritual uh impacts and an unhealthy spiritual life absolutely leads to um physical impacts so the first thing i want to say is there that there is no line that would be a mistake to believe that we could draw a line between our mental health and our spiritual and our spirit man um you know, as if, and 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 I mean, strictly, uh, simply as like your diet has an impact on how your brain works. Okay, and then that can indeed lead to impacts on our spirit, man. If mm. we're not thinking well, if we're not thinking clearly, and then the links that we go to to try to get better and feel better, mm. like there's always these tr- chain reactions, which is why being healthy as a whole, and why even conversations on mental well-being and mental health and i do want to say for the record i love the way you frame that right as Uh a state of well-being because um i think a lot of the stigma around talking mental health is we only talk about it in the yeah sense of these diagnosable illness sickness as opposed to yeah yeah like a healthy mental state the same way you could be healthy physically so i love the way you frame that thank you thank you um but i do want to say um and i think that's worth digging into as well but just the way you frame that but um there is no specific line now okay um there are and, and i think it would take experience to be able to delineate whether you're dealing with a schizophrenic person or uh-huh. a person that has a demon Okay, and I think experience is what would be able to, yeah, to to tell right, and I and and I don't want to get too far into it, but you mm-hmm. know, if, if we're talking about somebody that literally is under demonic possession, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that you're going to see is this is this um, violence and anger, specifically at the name of Jesus Christ and the things of God. Okay. Like that's one of the hallmarks when you're talking about demonic oppression is the things of God. It's not just another personality. It's not just another voice. And sometimes that's the way you could look at it. Yeah. I mean, for my listeners, if you've not been in the presence of things like that, I have, I've seen it. Yeah. You know? Um, And a lot of times it's when you talk of the specifically of the things of God that you get, the violent the reaction reaction yeah um, start staring up against yeah those yeah because i I never forget the first time i dealt with something like that personally in ministry i'd seen yeah. it as a kid but the first time young in ministry that i had to personally mm-hmm. engage with and deal with that i was preaching and okay and i i'll never forget it and this is like it's got to be you know i was you know this has got to be like 13 14 years ago. So I was sure really, really young in ministry. Um, cause it was before I was married. Okay. And it was one of the first times my father had left out of town mm. and left me preaching. I'm sorry to cut you off, but isn't that funny how we always like kind of date things versus pre-married or post-married. Man, oh, absolutely. Pre-kids, post-kids. It, yeah, you can, absolutely. Like, Cause your life, <laughs> you know, it, you're just a different person. You know, it's like AD and BC. It's before <laughs> yeah. married and after married. Yeah. Right. You're a different human being. And plus like I can track in time. Like I'm, been married almost 12 years so 
if it happened before I got married, it happened a long time ago. <laughs> and that's yeah. really a lot of times how I kind of make that delineation. That's what I was saying. That's like and the I've been step, married almost 12 years now. If it happened before I got married, it was a nice <laughs> little clip. But also, again, I was in a very different place. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. But, Sorry to digress. Um, and again, it was the first time my father left out of town um, to have me preach. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I preached and I was wrapping up my message. And I said these words specifically. What the devil doesn't want you to know mm. is how much God actually loves you. Because mm. I was preaching a message on love and, and how it doesn't, you know, our faults and failures and things and things we've gone through don't separate us from that. Yeah. And I'll never forget, like it was right near the altar call. And I said it very directly. Mm-hmm. The devil does not want you to know how much God actually loves you that's what he's trying to keep you from knowing and at the near the back of the church a young girl uh-huh. fell okay. like i didn't know what was happening but i could see it and, and yeah. if you've been to the old la and you know that center aisle is really long yeah you know so like i could see she was back, back in the, the club she's back in the club okay. right just a few rows from the very back of the sanctuary okay and i just could see a girl fall into the aisle Okay. You know, like it looked like she just fell out of her chair. Timber. Yeah. I, but I didn't, you know, it didn't. I kept going on with service. Yeah. And um, but they picked her up and helped her up and out. But what happened was when I literally spoke the words, mm-hmm. the enemy doesn't want you to know how much God loves you. She was full of demons mm. and they reacted because they didn't want her. Yeah. To receive that message. Yeah. And it turned into this whole ordeal where we were in the back praying for her and work. And anytime we wanted to talk about the love of God, the things of God and things yeah. of that nature, you get that, that violent, violent and things. reaction. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But you know, I don't, you know, I think very much saints and psychiatrists alike, yeah. you have to be very careful with definitively yes. diagnosing people. Okay. If you're not, trained and yeah if you're not qualified to do so yeah and, that's and, that's definitely a phd in uh yeah you have to be qualified and, and i'm not you know um even claiming to be the most qualified but i've yeah. been in the presence of both yeah. um and uh but the other the main takeaway from this is i think it's a mistake to try to create this line yeah and not know that living well physically mm-hmm. leads to a health you know has spiritual ramifications yeah and vice versa okay okay so that's uh that's actually a really good conversation we'll have to talk about then like as far as like our physical health tying into our spiritual life i hadn't thought about that yeah that's no because all of all of this and i don't want to derail the direction of the conversation yeah. but all of this has to do with us living right that's it and living right produces physical and mental health and spirit spiritual health absolutely absolutely i I like that. I'm going to put something together for us on that one. I like it, though. So let me ask you uh, to get back to kind of the train I was looking at. You talked about the stigma. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts or ideas around the stigma of mental health being such a uh, taboo topic within the black community and the church? How it's like it just. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little different. Um, I can't. The black community, the stigma around mental health in the black community, um, I I don't um, I can speculate, and I've yeah. heard a lot of people speculate around around that. Um, you know, it's like those are white people problems. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of it, it has to do with the fact that, and and this is wrong, but when you're dealing with physical, the uh-huh. threat of physical violence. Uh-huh. And oppression, mm-hmm. you're dealing with starvation, you're mm-hmm. dealing with racism, you're dealing with the threat of being lynched, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Dealing with your emotional mm-hmm. health can seem frivolous mm-hmm. when we're trying to mm-hmm. deal with, yeah. you know, that seemingly more tangible yeah. so kind like of that, violence. That's a good uh, follow-up question I want to ask you then, because it sounds like, and I know you've kind of talked about this, me and you in private, like emotional IQ. Having mm-hmm. an emotional IQ, it would you say then it kind of creates a situation where we have very, and I don't want to say it, but in general, on uh, a bigger scale of low emotional IQ. No, I don't want to. I don't want to because okay. actually, I think, uh, I think 
black people in general. I'm painting with a broad brush, yeah. but I think we actually have a high level of emotional okay. intelligence. Mm-hmm. Extremely high. I actually think culturally that's something that we bring to the table. Okay. And it's not valued as high, as much as it should be. Mm. Um, which is why a lot of our preaching is emotionally resonant. Mm. A lot of our singing and music is emotionally resonant, whether it mm-hmm. be the blues and mm-hmm. you know, we, we we can deal with and speak to emotions very well. Mm. It's a matter of prioritization, okay. is all I'm saying. Yeah, is yeah. if I'm I'm I gotta keep you from being murdered, son, because we live in a violent neighborhood. Yeah. You made it home without getting shot and robbed. Like dealing with self-esteem yeah you know like it's it's a matter of priority is 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 what i mean and it can seem like a luxury even though again like i say it's wrong but it can seem like a luxury yeah to spend time talking to a therapist Mm -hmm. about you know how your mother yelling at you when you were a kid made you feel yeah you know that could seem like a luxury right It, it, it certainly does like you know, so like, let's talk about like receiving that. Like, sure. you think that's something that is okay that uh, receiving psychiatric help or uh, psychologist uh, counseling is something you'd be okay with? A thousand percent. I'm not yeah. just okay with it. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I believe you said that on the podcast yeah. before, but I want to make sure for this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just okay with it. I, yeah. I recommend it. Okay. So that being said, how do you compare contrast that with? Uh, pastoral hope and hope, you know, from someone like yourself. Sure. So one of the, because to to go back to your question about stigma in the black community and stigma in, stigma in the church. Yeah. Um, and I think mental illness specifically, and and uh, you know, when you talk about depression, when you talk about schizophrenia, and yes, you know, bipolar disorder and things of that nature. One of the reasons why I think there's a stigma, and people don't think that there is, um a way for the church to deal with these well, or there's like some conflict between psych- psychiatry and spirituality. Yeah, it, it feels a lot of a uh, lot like it's a or B. Yeah. And, and, and this is my estimation. Mm-hmm. It's because the church doesn't deal well with things. It doesn't know. Okay. And you talk about this throughout the whole of history and it's why a lot of people can believe it's not true, but can believe the church to be anti-science mm-hmm. is because we don't say I don't know well. Okay. Like if okay. there's a phenomenon in the world mm-hmm. and happening, and I'm talking about right now, all the way back to, you know, especially, you know, hundreds of years ago, if we couldn't explain it scientifically, we say God is doing that. <laughs> right. Right. When no, God's not doing that. It's just a scientific matter that we don't understand yet. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of people have a tough time letting go of our, spiritual explanation that was actually just rooted in ignorance Mm -hmm. we didn't know what Mm -hmm. that was we didn't know that you know yeah the earth actually revolves around the sun and Mm -hmm. not the other way around you didn't know how gravity works which is why some uh you know individuals that made large discoveries were labeled heretics Mm -hmm. by the church um and if i'm not mistaken galileo um, and 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 uh, and a few others were labeled heretics. Yes. By the church because their scientific discoveries were at odds mm-hmm. with the church's doctrine, and a lot of it was we you, you come up with an explanation when you don't understand. So there are things mm-hmm. like we're still learning how the brain works. Right. Right. Still learning how the human mind works. Now, before I let you go too far, because I can kind of see you got to step back. And explain heretics to oh, us all. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for interrupting me. A heretic is somebody that is has um, false doctrine or yeah. theology. Like they mm-hmm. declare something right that is anti-church. Mm-hmm. So if the church has an official stance on something. Yeah. And you take an opposite or a different stance uh-huh. than the church on that topic. Yeah. The church would then label you a heretic. Could we say that the uh, Jews labeled Jesus as a heretic? Absolutely. For saying he was the son of God? Absolutely. Right. But you can like, and heretic, you know, is definitely more of a, um, a modern church word when you okay. start getting um, this consolidation of Western Christian thought. Okay. When you get these councils of bishops that are getting together in Rome, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, 
the most famous one people have heard of is the Council of Nicaea, if you've done a little church history. Okay. And they get together and they say, what is going to be the church's official stance okay. on an issue? Whatever issue. Whatever it issue is. Let's say what yep. the, the church, we'll get together. This is like a council is where the whole doctrine of the Trinity yeah. came to be because everybody thought differently about it. And they got together and say, okay, what's going to be our this is going to be our stance. stance. This is going to be what the church's official stance mm-hmm. on this subject. Jesus is the son of God or Jesus. They're all three in one, yeah. you know, and then anybody that takes a position other than that, after than we've agreed, we've come to a decision. Yes, this is it. This is our stance. Anybody that believes or spouses something different yeah. is a heretic. Got so it. there are certain things that we can disagree on and we hold different doctrines and theologies on, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Different view, but if we've got an official stance and you claim something different, now you're a heretic. Mm. Okay. So, and that happens a lot of times, but a, a lot of it stems from the church, yeah. and not and not even just the church in general. Mm-hmm. Leaders not being able to say, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm being honest, yeah. and it's hard because I don't even want to take it personally on me. It's terrible because people don't like me to not know. Okay. When somebody come to their pastor, I'm like, Pastor, yeah. help me. Like the last thing they want to hear Pastor say is <laughs> that I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think would be so That's actually a really good point to think about that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not just because we gets, love being right so much. It's because people when 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 people make an appointment or finally get around to seeing the pastor yeah. and it's that series of a situation and you come to my office and all Coming I got for, for you is I don't know. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I need answers. Yeah. That's right. So when we don't yeah. know, we we can make up a spiritual answer to it. Yeah. And so a lot of things that were happening <clears throat> in the human mind and brain that we just yeah. couldn't explain, we would call it demonic. Yeah. We would call it spirit sin mm-hmm. oppression. When it was, we just didn't know what that was. So we called it that. So now you have this thing of if it's happening in the mind because we didn't understand it well. Yeah. That must be a demon. That okay. must be something spirit. Same way people would be believe storms and tornadoes and things were always just God's wrath and his vengeance. And no, it's when warm air meets cold air, you know, yeah. it, it, we, there's an explanation. So we don't have to believe that God just got mad is the reason <laughs> right, why right. there was a tornado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly but we can yeah. resort to that sometimes because yes. i remember back in the day people when hurricane katrina hit new orleans there were a lot of people that wanted to say that's because god was upset with all the filth and violence yeah orleans. and the voodooism yeah you yeah. know so it's it's a very convenient explanation sometimes mm-hmm. to things as well okay so that's where that stigma but i, I you did ask a follow-up question and i got a got a little yeah, no, I was just um, into the whole point of where the stigma came from, and we talked about that. Um, and I just kind of want to keep moving into the stigma part sure. of it, because uh, I want to get back to mental health as a scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's ultimately where I'm working towards, but removing the stigma. Do, you know, how do we kind of start working on that? Because we, we were talking about, you know, being okay with counseling and as a pastor versus psychiatrist and but this stigma, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a Christian, but you know, yeah, I go, I go to the psych. Like, how do we remove that stigma? Yeah, yeah, I think conversations like this, okay, um, are very important because I don't think it's just a church thing that creates a stigma. Mm-hmm. I think there's these different forces, and some of us are, you know, we got one or two or three or more of these forces that mm-hmm. kind of push against the idea of getting help whether it's being black whether it's being in the church whether it's being a man mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or whether it's being a woman in leadership and competing with men and needing to be strong like the men so-called are there's a lot of things yeah in the world that can push back against people yeah you know um addressing and seeking help or even looking to define mental health because i think that's the, the important reason yeah here in terms of removing the stigma Mm-hmm. And the reason why I said I like the way that you framed the question more about a state of well-being and less about just a disease or not. Yeah, because I think we got to f- first start with recognizing that there is like a healthy way for our minds mm-hmm. to work in a healthy way for us to think in a healthy way for us to exist. There are traumas and there are things that happen to us mm-hmm. that affect the way our minds are working and can affect mm-hmm. our well-being and and discussing this and getting 
help and seeing therapists isn't about necessarily being sick or not sick. It's about learning Mm-hmm. The way your mind is supposed to work. Okay. It's the, it, it, and again, it's the same way with seeing a doctor and getting a physical and them giving you blood work and say you're supposed to have this much iron and you're supposed to have this much vitamin D that yeah. you don't just know in and of yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what defines healthy. Okay. And we don't always know in and of ourselves yeah. our states of being that is making us unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So so let me let me let me explain what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to use the physical analogy because there there's less. I don't want to say there's no, but there's <laughs> less stigma around going to the doctor, getting yeah. a physical and having him or her tell you. Yeah. You are healthy or unhealthy. Now, you. this is the thing about it. The reason why I think we need to start talking about our mental health in very much the same way. Yeah. They tell you to go get a physical, not period. Just go get one every year, every year, even if you're feeling great. I'm required to to do my job. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Even if you're feeling great, yep. go get a physical because there's a possibility that how you feel isn't an indicator of whether you're actually healthy or what's not. really going what's on. What's really going on. Yeah. And it's because what the doctor knows about the state of the human body, mm-hmm. they can tell you, hey, you might be feeling OK, but based upon your blood work and the levels that we see in this particular, you know, uh, vitamin, whether it's high or low or, you know, this m- mineral, it can tell us we need to run further tests. You might have cancer. You yeah. got low vitamin D. And then they can tell you got your cholesterol is high. You feel good. Yeah. And then they can then tell you a certain way you're living uh-huh. is producing. Yeah. Yeah. This issue. So now you need to do something to counteract that behavior. I'm going somewhere. Yep. This is physically, right? You go to the doctor and even like what's been in the news now is vitamin D and black people in northern states are generally low okay. in vitamin D. Like it's a thing. And it came out because some people thought that had to do with how you reacted to uh, the coronavirus was levels of vitamin D. I don't know how accurate it was, but trust <laughs> you and me, my last physical yeah. clean bill of health, except I have low, had low vitamin D. Huh. So the boy went straight to the to the store and bought some vitamin D supplements. I'm like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. But then there's explanations. Well, having more pigment in your skin, like vitamin D is something that it's absorbed through the sun. Yep. Yep. Black people having more melanin in our skin. Yep. Being up north, winter time, mm-hmm. less exposure to the sun. We're not getting the You're sun not we getting actually the want. Sun we actually need yeah. to get our vitamin D level to where it should be. Ah. There's an explanation. I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Felt great. Mm-hmm. And mental health is the same way. Right. Again, well-being. There are things that happen. Like there's certain ways and things so that happen. So really quickly, I just want to, because yeah. I think this is where you want to go, but this is where I really want you to do your best to, again, draw this picture mm-hmm. so we can really help people see that there is a scale of health mentally. It's not either Sick. all or nothing. Yeah. And, you know, like this scale, like it sounds like that's where you're going. I just want to make sure that that's where we're that like. that's Yeah. Where yeah. That that health is a broad mm-hmm. spectrum and a broad, as you say, state of being. Yeah. Right. Because the same way when you go get your physical from the doctor, it's not just sick or not sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not cancer or no cancer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you're OK, but your blood pressure is higher than it should be mm-hmm. like and blood pressure exists on a scale, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll tell you, well, it's a little high, it's elevated, you know, all the way up to you getting ready to have a stroke, mm-hmm. you know, from it's good, elevated, you know, what's the other, you you got, you know, all kind of cardiovascular d- disease and it exists on a scale. Yeah. And mental health, very much the same. Mm-hmm. And mental health exists in these different spaces too. Mm-hmm. self-esteem. Right. One right. area. Right. Yep. You know um, how you deal with relationships, how you handle disappointment, mm-hmm. you know, your tr- how you trust and don't trust people. All these are different facets yeah. of our mental well-being. Right. That can be affecting us, even though we feel like mm-hmm. we're OK. So that's really what I think we need to get comfortable investigating mm-hmm. is are we proficient? Are we 
well in all of these different areas yeah. our definitions of love yeah you know how we handle conflict right how we manage our anger mm-hmm. you know and 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 the reason why i bring up the 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 whole thing about vitamin d is that if you're talking to your therapist and they can tell you have trust issues right. you can feel fine yeah and you can think you don't trust people for a reason because people lie people cheat and because my last boyfriend yeah did cheat on me when you talk to therapists they can say well no there's a reason why mm-hmm. you don't trust and let's talk about you know your dad you know telling you he's going to the grocery store and never coming back yeah this has impacted how you trust mm-hmm. and even though that is a negative thing that happened to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's talk about how we can counteract and get you into a healthy place yeah. around trust and the key to getting help and getting a therapist or reading books and understanding mental health is we wouldn't always draw a direct correlation between yeah what happened when you were six yeah and what happened in your relationship when you were 26 yeah the same way i wouldn't correlate me living in detroit as a black man uh-huh. with my low vitamin, vitamin d. d yeah i wouldn't necessarily make that correlation and then all of a sudden if i don't i'm an old man with osteoporosis and a broken hip yeah because my bones have gotten fragile yeah you wouldn't connect those dots right, right unless you have an expert that knows and has a good definition of health yeah and can tell you you feel fine right now but in 30 more years at this trend this trend is going to affect your marriage it's going to affect you raising your kids yeah. and i think us looking at it kind of in that diagnostic very scientific way yeah is for me for a lot of men mm-hmm a great way to kind of remove the stigma of it. This end, but a lot of guys don't like going getting physicals either. So. <laughs> Me being one of them, yeah, just paid to do it, so I have to. So yeah, that's a, a real good kind of setup into we're talking about those things because I'll pick on myself. Okay. Um, as a airline pilot, if I'm going getting psychiatric help for just counseling sessions, you know, I would think that that would throw some passengers. Oh, the pilots get psychologists and psychiatric help. Like, if you knew you were flying on a plane and the pilot had just come in from the doc from the psych, would it throw you for just a bit? No. Okay. Not me. Not you. But you know what I mean. So, whatever's going on, it seems like it's like because of just my career alone, I don't want to risk my career. So, how I would feel, like I haven't even thought about that till we just said that. But it's just like it, it puts up barriers just because of perceptions right Mm -hmm. and if that perception is there how do you kind of present it in a manner to people where okay yes we're going to be okay with it but like we have to almost actively seek it like i said because of the way i view it Uh the same way i wouldn't trip out if they said justin just got done taking his physical Uh and he's getting ready to fly the plane Uh i'd be like great because if he was on the verge of a heart attack, a doctor wouldn't let him yeah. fly the plane. Yeah. They would have said, no, this, you're too sick. Okay. Don't fly the same way as if you were going to see mm-hmm. a licensed therapist or psychologist, psychiatrist. If you were mm-hmm. unhealth to unhealthy mentally, mm-hmm. I would, you know, be happy. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah. unfortunately, like, I think that should be required for policing I, I was just that was my next question do you think there are certain careers that should be required absolutely absolutely. we got so many people in positions of authority we give them guns we send them to war we give them positions to be a judge over people's you know everything lives sentencing them and things of this nature yeah and we don't know if these people are mentally stable or mentally healthy yeah right yeah. whether they have unresolved anger issues and all of these things i think there's a, I, like i said i think that sh- that should be required especially mm-hmm. if your your work is going to have an impact and you're gonna have to make judgment calls in other people's lives i absolutely think yeah. mental health evaluations i certainly think it should, should be, required be required for people to fly airplanes to fly airplanes <laughs> yeah i want to know if you're depressed man and you I, you know yeah. i want to know i want and, and and absolutely for police it for yep. police 
for judges, like these people that have so much sway over other people's lives, pastors. I want to know if you've got a narcissistic personality <laughs> disorder. Like, let's find out, yeah, you know. But yeah. um, so that's how I would look at it is mm-hmm. you're taking steps to ensure that you're healthy enough to do the important work that you're doing. Okay, good. I, I like it too. Like, I just wanted to kind of see what you. I want to put the pilot thing in there because sometimes. Sure, and I understand. I I do understand the stigma of it. Yeah, I do understand. Um, the person with that would say, "You you just came from where? Oh man, they're getting ready to let a crazy person fly the plane." You know. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that that's. Yeah. So we've got a in general as a society do a better job. Yeah. It's not just the church and it's not just black people. Yep. yep. You know, like I've, you've seen that Dave Chappelle clip He's giving an interview Mm -hmm. and, um, he says the worst thing you can tell, say to a person is your worst thing is to call them crazy Mm. because it's dismissive. Cause you know, when he turned down that money from comedy central and went to Africa and everybody's talking like he's crazy. Right. As opposed to just because you don't understand me, yeah, that you that just means I must I'm crazy. That's dismissive to say I don't understand how and why this person is thinking the way that they do. I mean, they must be crazy. You pass up all this money, you must be crazy. You must be crazy yeah. when you don't know actually the context and what would make someone mm-hmm. make a decision like that. And I think on both ends, we should feel comfortable and confident that a person is delving into the idea of why am I making the kind of decisions <laughs> that I'm making? Because yeah. let alone everybody else not knowing, there's many instances where we don't know why we're yeah. making decisions that we're making. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like what the, the mirror check is tough enough. So let me ask you, you know, I want to bounce back into the uh, one of my favorite parts of this conversation, hopefully with the spiritual versus, mm-hmm. you know, natural. Because uh, one of the things I think where the stigma came from, in my opinion, uh, for the sake of this conversation, I'll at least take that opinion. Can you say that one has joy, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit, but poor mental health? They both can happen at the same time. Okay. It is possible. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, because the same way you can have peace. Mm-hmm. In the midst of a tumultuous situation, mm-hmm. right? Because fruits of the spirit come from a supernatural place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have poor mental health, you know, and instability mentally, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, have joy, have mm-hmm. peace, have patience, you know be long suffering and and these things that come from. So it is possible Mm -hmm. and it happens often Mm -hmm. that those two things happen at, can happen or can be coexist, can coexist. Well, I don't, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm attempting not to use the word coexist. Okay. Okay. I'm intentionally calling it happen at the same same time. time. Yes. Because, I think they can be in the same place. I think there are instances where mm-hmm. somebody who is mentally unhealthy mm-hmm. can experience supernatural joy mm-hmm. um, and joy in the spirit. But I think that's what the importance of this conversation is, is I don't think they necessarily live together, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they coexist. I don't think they stay in the same place for okay. a long time. Go like, set up Go residence with. there. Yeah. And and to me, that's what I mean by like how we live. Because um, this is the thing, and I've been trying to make draw the analogy, and and let us see mental health and mental well being as a result of how you live and what you experience, and less this mystical thing that just is or isn't. Yeah. Right. And it's hard for me. So the Bible says in Proverbs that there is a way that seems right to man. Okay. But the end thereof is destruction or yeah. or death. And so this is what I believe about being filled with the Holy Spirit, mental health, and even the presence of peace and joy as a result is there is a way that God wants us to live. Mm-hmm. And if we live God's way, it produces mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. way it should produce bodily health. It should produce health in your marriage. It should produce 
you know, health in your relationships. It should produce health in your finances. It should produce health in your children. Like if we live the way the Bible says live, it Mm -hmm. does not just produce a person that can go to heaven. It produces a healthy Mm -hmm. human being Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it should produce a mentally healthy human being. Generally, when we have somebody that has poor mental health, either something ungodly has happened to them Mm-hmm. Or they are living ungodly, and I and I, I yeah. want to and and there may be a, a softer word than ungodly, but I'm not even necessarily saying sin or no sin. Uh-huh. I'm saying something that is less than or other than the ideal way for God that God would have us to live. Yeah. So and 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 it could be something as simple as your parents got divorced when you were a kid. Yeah. Your 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 view on marriage, relationships, being a kid is forever changed. Now you didn't sin, yep. And I'm not even saying your parents didn't beat you up and have this necessarily have a violent or ugly divorce. I'm not saying any of those things have to have happened. Yeah, but something that's less than ideal for the way God says we should live, right, happens in your life, and now you and I have there's an impact. Totally out of our control. There is indeed an impact. Yeah. On our view on marriage, relationships, trust, permanency of relationships, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So now that leads to a different state of well being mentally. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's what I'm trying to draw this correlation. Yeah. So it's hard for a person who isn't living right Uh to have the fullness. Of the spirit moving and acting in their lives. That's the Mm -hmm. purpose of living right. Is to have the fullness of the spirit moving in your life. And when we don't live right. When we don't live according to God's way. The spirit cannot have free course in our lives. So that's why I was kind of reluctant to use the word coexist. Yeah. Because, okay, that's why the Bible says quench not the spirit or grieve not the Holy ghost is because you can have Mm -hmm. it and then live a certain way and do certain things that would inhibit its activity. And that's exactly because my follow-up question was going to be, I feel like if they can, and I was going to use coexist, Mm -hmm. um, but if they can be one in the same or happening at the same time, it does feel like it's a dangerous line to be mixing and eventually the, one has to overtake the other, right? And not necessarily. You just do not get to live in the promises and the fruit. Ah, and the, uh-huh, and the, uh-huh. you don't get, you live beneath your means. That's yeah. the issue. It's not even necessarily one takes over the other. If you're a spirit filled believer, joy, supernatural joy is supposed to be your portion. Yeah. Like that's a part of your inheritance. That's what you're supposed to get and have. For being one of God's children. Yeah. And if you and I allow things to be in our lives that would hinder us from inhabiting that or that inhabiting us. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of what wins or loses. It's a matter of us living beneath the privilege that have been, has been afforded us by way of Jesus Christ. That's that's why I that's why I'm a proponent of holiness and living right. Like people think it's this concept and it's just this old school concept of stuck up stodgy Christians that are trying to keep, you know, get as few people in heaven as possible. (laughs) And I do believe the scriptures holiness without which no man to see him. But I do know this, that more more immediate than this matter of heaven or hell is living right. Yeah, that's what I said. There's a way that seems right to man. It's you either going to live the way you think or feel or live the way your experiences because that's the hard thing about yeah, it right yeah, yeah live the way your experience and what's happened to you and what you've ex- been exposed to you're going to mm-hmm. live that, that way yeah right or you're going to allow the word of god the grace of god the power of god the spirit of god to be mm-hmm. the mind of god to be the way in which you live and it produces physical, like a mental health, mental well-being. That's why I said I like the, the framing because, yes, you can still be sick. That's something else. Okay. Because yeah, you can yeah, be yeah. doing these things and be sick. Yeah. Right? You could be doing everything right and have 
heart disease and have a heart attack or have a stroke or have depression or, you know, have bipolar disorder. And this isn't a matter of you've been living wrong. So I that's why I say I like the framing of the question mm-hmm. of we're talking about the right way, a healthy way of being Optimal. existing. Right. And that's why I believe the Bible about the way that we should live and where we derive our identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, all these things that weigh on us, our, our belief in God being in control. There, there's so many things that if you, we live them appropriately, it leads to a healthy, mm-hmm. you know, mental state. Now the key and why I believe you don't just read your Bible, like just reading your Bible. Yeah. Uh, th- I'm not saying so don't see a therapist, just read your Bible is there is deeper analysis that we are a complex people. And it is that that's why I talked about. There's things that happen to us too. Yeah. yeah. That create a response. The, 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 um, uh, social scientists would tell you, we are what happened to us. Mm-hmm. Like that's who we are so much more than America. Yeah. I want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> so much more than America will want you to believe that you and I are so much just a result of what's happened to us. But if you're not well versed in that, you don't know what experiences produce what results. And a lot yeah. of times therapists are just helping us to identify this 20 year gap. Yeah. What experiences yeah. have produced what results? Yeah. And if you can might not be able to change what happened. But if you've identified why you're behaving this way and why you're feeling this way or reacting this way, you can be cognizant and intentional, Mm -hmm. you know, about looking to change that. So it's just a deeper dive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay, okay. That was where I was really hoping we could get to Mm because I could see that was, you know, again, this moving scale and uh, starting to eliminate the stigma. Yeah. I almost want to call episode that. Let's start removing the stigma. <laughs> stigma. Here's the key. Yeah. Unless, well, I, I don't want to interrupt. Nope. Because uh, I was going to just set you up for your spiritual takeaway. But the, here's the key, though. Yep. I am a big proponent, though, of Christian counselors. Ah. And uh-huh. Christian therapists. Yes. I'm not saying just go to anybody because yeah. the key is the definition of healthy. Yes. That's, that's, that's why you have to be careful about... Mm-hmm. What therapist, mm-hmm. what doctor even mm-hmm. physically, what doctor you go see? Because it's, it's interesting. There's there's certain things in medicine that they say this is the levels that you're supposed to be. You're supposed to have this level of vitamin. You're supposed to have your blood pressure supposed to be this. Your BMI is supposed to be that. Yeah. The question is, who did they use to to make? To define yes like where did you get that from right where did you get your definition of healthy who was who did you say is the prototype who did you say yeah is the person that we're supposed to use as the bar mm-hmm. for health and a lot of times you'll find out that <laughs> it's 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 either you know it's racist you know yep or or it's ignorant or, you know, it's it's something that's not based Short-sighted. in science. You know, a lot of things. The question is, like, who's the person? Take a broad scale look at these yeah. things. Who, you know, you, or it was based upon a bad study where they only had like 20 people. Yeah. You know, and then you say, okay, based upon these 20 people, this is the range. Where you go, well, that's not a real good scientific study. And it's deep. The more you dive into some of these things in medicine, even that we just consider as rock solid science, mm-hmm. when you dig into it, you can find that it is based off of some very flimsy. I mean, we're seeing it today with all these people coming up with all these facts about this current disease going oh, on. Man, Justin, like the I'm, disease is two weeks old in the grand scheme of things and people have scientific hard stances on it's it. It's madness. Or just that there can be so many different, you know, but again, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't, Without that, going I was just that. having a conversation on that, man. It's the craziest thing. I would never imagine that six, seven months into this thing and like, you don't know who to believe. <laughs> that there's clips of doctors giving a quote unquote press conference in front of, you know, in DC and then it's getting pulled off of Facebook oh, because that one. it's yeah. misinformation and then other people are still posting it. And it's, yeah. it's like, 
But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying like the same way with a doctor, you have to know if they say this is what's healthy, where did you get that definition? Who did you say was the prototype yeah. that all other human beings should be measured off of? <laughs> yeah, that is a heavy question. That's the question. And it's the same way when we start talking about our mental health and the way so, we're supposed to live. Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. Like, no, I'm not going to call you Dr. Cass just yet. But would you like to make a uh, presumptuous statement as to what you would call good mental health? What would be the definition of mental so health? The the key here, what I was getting to okay. um, with that is with a Christian counselor um, in a Christian-based counseling is they use Jesus Christ and the word of God as that's where we get our definition of healthy that's the mm -hmm. bar like that's yeah. the analogy with like i don't know what jesus blood pressure was i don't know what his bmi <laughs> was right yeah we don't know these yeah. things if we knew them okay let's use that as our Physical. definition <laughs> right but i don't know those things so yeah. hey we gotta use science to figure out what's the right way to be healthy but we do know in terms of manner of conduct manner of life mm -hmm. that we have jesus christ in the scriptures as this is the determiner of what's healthy and the right way for you to live, which is why going to see a Christian counselor is what's necessary because you don't want someone diagnosing you mm -hmm. and prescribing a manner of life to you that has a different definition of what the optimal or the right way to live is. Yeah. So that's why I don't want to end this without telling the saints to be careful yeah. with, because uh, I'm a proponent of seeing a therapist and getting therapy and, 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 and things of that nature, but in a Christian context, because there are different definitions of healthy mm -hmm. out there. And you do not want to have someone that has a very backwards definition of health. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to diagnose you because there's black, black people are famously, called overweight like i at, at yes. my at my most in shape when i was wrestling and yep. i was like i was technically overweight yes I, i've been overweight almost my whole life as well and i'm overweight now <laughs> legitimately but i'm talking yeah. about back then when yeah there was not an ounce of fat on me but yep based upon whatever standard they got when they took my height plus my weight they were like oh you're yep. overweight yep like well no but that's because you got to yeah you pick wherever you got that standard from and that's where you ha and you can you have to be careful that these psychiatrists and psychologists these days that's where the part of the stigma is and and as a pastor sometimes it's almost safer because yeah it's 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 a world that of psychiatry psychology it's a world that is so full of um what's the word that i'm looking for it's so full of agendas and perspectives because it is not as scientific mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is not as well researched and it does not have the depth of science that the hard scientists have so in college yeah. i majored in biology and minored in organic chemistry okay so those are hard sciences so yep. chemistry and by hard i don't mean difficult <laughs> well they are that <laughs> they are difficult <laughs> but hard sciences are you know Science that's strictly based upon observable yeah, measurements. Measurable. Yep. You know, that you can observe the measurements. So time after time yes. you will get the same. Result. And you can observe it. Yeah. Chemistry. Yep. yep. You know, uh, uh math, physics. That's my subject. Hard science. Now you come in my street. Yes. <laughs> right. And we would always laugh at the psychology uh -huh. folks. Cause that's we would say that's not actually science, mm -hmm. but you know, and I'm not trying, but so a lot of it is, is like a lot of people go into that with all kinds of different motives yeah. and all And one of the, a lot of the things we're seeing around, um, homosexuality, transgenderism, gender identity and expression mm -hmm. and, and, and all of these things, Start with people that come to the field of psychology, psychiatry with a perspective and a point of view, mm -hmm. right? And a different a definition of health 
And that's why you have to be careful. So a huge takeaway it has to do with where you go to seek help. Because a Christian counselor, all they're going to do is they're going to have a good understanding and a deep understanding of how our minds work. Mm-hmm. And a deep and good understanding of the word and be able to help use the word to yeah. provide clarity on who you are, where you are, what's happened to you and yeah. some things you need to adjust. Okay. Okay. I like that. I do. Christian counselors. It, yep. And they're out there. Yeah. They're yep. out there. There's and, and for my listeners who may be looking for what your calling is, Christian counseling, you can go get certificates and, and things of that nature. And LAM would love <laughs> to 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 have because we've got resources and some people that we refer to but we could always use more mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. because it helps and it in in the same way sometimes it helps for men to talk to men because mm-hmm. they can identify yep. sometimes it helps for black men to talk to black men or black women to talk to black women or you know you know mm-hmm. and, and everybody that's someone that can identify yeah um with some of your experiences so i i do suggest a christian like like a thousand, like a, that's not a soft suggestion. <laughs> that is like, you know, pretty directive. I would not suggest just going to randomly. Okay, so don't Google that. Just said, <laughs> unless you're googling Christian, Christian counselor. counselor, put yes. that Christian, in Christian, there. absolutely. Fair enough. Okay, so that well, um, I just want to make sure we got that clarified spiritual takeaway with that. That was you know, kind of yeah, what you yeah, really were trying to land with. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I like and I and because your statement of ground. Mental well-being, 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 yes. right? Because there's the delineation between disease, sick, or just unhealthy. Yes, and not in a healthy place. And living right, saints, a holy, sanctified life, where you read God's word and you meditate on it both day and night. That's a mental practice that leads. Mm. To, I got, I'm trying to tell you, mm. it leads to a mental, a, a, a healthy yeah. mental state when you read. Study, pray, meditate, you know, believe what God says about you as opposed to what the world says about you. You handle loss in the context of the sovereign will of God. Right. All of these things lead to mental well-being because there's so many things that happen to us that the world doesn't have a good way for us to. To deal with and um, too many people, you're living beneath your privilege because we don't live the way that God has prescribed us. Yeah. And to wrap us up, I got to just go back to like almost like the opening of the conversation where you said like you had that experience at the old church. Where yeah. You said, what again? And it like started rattling some things. In the oh, back. yeah. Like I just want to land on that ship again. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's one of the things to, to identify demonic oppression is its hostility. Yeah. To, but the exact phrase that you said that's oh what I was, the I, enemy I the devil yeah. doesn't want you to know how much god actually loves you yeah that's the thing he yeah wants to block that if we ever i almost didn't let you talk about this conversation school make you just preach yeah. whatever that was because if we ever if you ever felt how much god loves you it would change how we see everything there would be no fear that's mm. why the scripture there is no fear in love mm. like most of us got fear because we don't really know how much God loves us. I wish my kids did know how much I love them. Mm. Don't you, 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 yeah. I don't know, you can identify that Absolutely. as a father the times that they're scared when they see you come in and all this. <laughs> and sometimes I'm thinking, it's good you don't know how much I love you. And other times, <laughs> and I'm imagining when yeah. they're teenagers and they're making mistakes and they don't want to come home and tell me what they did. Like, yep. I want my kids to tell me everything. They would never they would never go to anybody else about something that they did, a mistake they made, yeah. if they ever knew how much I loved them. Man. if they, Because I remember having kids and thinking, do my parents actually love me like this? <laughs> like, this is impossible. <laughs> but you just can't recognize it. And it's a similar thing, man. And the, yeah. the enemy does everything he can to keep us from recognizing, like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that the old operative there is how much he loves us. And if we ever felt that we would never run from him, we would only run to him. 
Yeah. In our worst days, our darkest days, we would run to him. In our biggest errors, he would be the first person we told as opposed to the last one. When we got caught, we would beg for God to be the one that punishes and gets us the same way David did. If we ever knew how much he loved us, the devil couldn't get a word in edgewise. The only time he gets a word in that shakes us is if he can ever separate us from what we know about how much God loves us. And if we ever really grab a hold of this we would worship god on our good days we'd worship him on our bad days we'd worship him when we were up down we'd lose and be okay because how if the maker of the heavens and the earth loves me how much he loves me would he ever let something bad befall me this must be for my good like our lives would be transformed and unfortunately we preach this mushy love of god but it is so aggressive Mm. It is it's it's a it's it's a it's an assertive love. It's a mm -hmm. it's an active love that casts out all fear. It should, but the enemy does his best because he knows that that's the first step in winning the rest of the battle mm -hmm. and the rest of the war is to separate you from how much God loves us. That's why the writer says, "What shall separate us from the love of God?" There's yeah, nothing, nothing except us. And that's the that's the main thing. So I I don't want to keep ah oh, man I wouldn't go stop you <laughs> preaching that, but it's 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 key. And that yeah. demon didn't want that little girl to know it. No. And I remember when I when I because I saw her fall, and I remember when I ended up getting back there to the office and talking to her, and 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 I realized that I said, oh, he doesn't want you to know. He wants you to think he loves you. He wants you to think those men love you. Mm -hmm. Well, he wants you to think all the things that happened to you because she was a young girl, teenager, mm -hmm. uh, and she'd been through a whole lot. There was all kind of sexual demons on her and things of that nature. And it's like you, he, he, and that's when it dawned on me. But yeah. he didn't want her to know. And I said, man, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that so many people don't know how much God actually loves them. Yeah, that's 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 good, bro. That's, yes, sir. I want my organ to start firing up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do an altar call on that yeah, again. And it's a demon it. mad right now, too. Right Somebody now. listening to this, he mad right now because you heard me tell you. Yep. And I wish you would believe it. You would never run from God ever again. You would never feel a moment of shame in his presence. If my kids know how much I love them, they would never, ever. Nope ever be ashamed i'm getting ready to be emotional to think about my kids ever not wanting to come to me with something i know and That's... god deals with that all the time like we mess up and we go everywhere else but to him and he's like i love you more than anybody you i, I love you more than your mother and your father That's your mother crazy. and father forsake you the lord will take you up like is is i think that's one of the most underrated things when it comes to you know what we should really be celebrating and i don't know if we celebrate that mm. and like exist in that space yeah enough all right well i hate to jump off of that ship i mean you sure you you don't want me to keep you going no I'll man stir it. don't I'll make stir me it preach all night. again i took the night <laughs> off pastor sean did a wonderful job with oh, teaching bible studies so my god that's all i'm getting ready to start because I didn't have to teach tonight. I'm yeah, going to get yeah. something else off get, my get, chest. So get let, that me out. Just, <laughs> let me just quit. All right. All right. I, I won't force you to keep going then. All right. So we'll have a little quick fun and call it one. Um, would you, uh, did you hear about this little uh, recent outbreak in baseball or the COVID? I did. Uh, was it the Florida Marlins? Uh, yeah. Miami Marlins. Miami they, Marlins. Yeah. Whole squad is shut down. Mm. Like no games. Yeah. Like what What are they going to do? I was, I was questioning... And baseball and football's mm -hmm. whole approach to this. Okay. Like, I think the NBA seems to be. You like the bubble? Yeah, I think that's the only. Mm -hmm. I can't see it happening any other. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially way. a quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I don't yeah. I don't see how this can work. It seems very dangerous for you to assume you could just let guys go home and like be on your best behavior. <laughs> That's what they've been telling us for like the last six months. And it's been obvious we've not been able to be on our best behavior yeah. as a country. So what makes us think Go tell a bunch of millionaires? Yeah, a bunch of millionaires to just like stay well, home. They're hoping for the nature of baseball to kind of play against that because there are too many times you have to touch your t a teammate or an opponent in baseball 
I even saw uh, one player was handing out hand sanitizer at first yeah, base. Yeah, first base, yeah. It's like, that. all right, here, get yeah, some of this yeah, now. Yeah, Wipe yeah, down. Yeah. Like, it's, quote, unquote, a safer sport for germ spreading than, mm-hmm. per se, almost any others. Yeah. And you could play for the, with, with the mask on and ain't go. You don't Technically, need, you could. You don't need, like, to be breathing heavy a lot. Mm-hmm. So, it, so I think that's what they were resting their laurels on. But I they just, forgot that they go home. Yeah, they go home. <laughs> And other you places. still come back into the presence of other people, but I think there's rumors out there that those that specifically the Florida Marlins may have went to a strip club or oh, they may have been okay wilding out on the road. I mean, Florida's getting hit bad. They are, They're, but there's rumor. Uh, I don't know if it's true. Yeah, well, that they went acted crazy on the road. I mean, it's it why bad. you're having that specific outbreak with them because yeah, you know, out of the thousands of other tests that they've run the. You know, for the most part, for the, the most part, it's been good. The rest of the league has been good, so it's kind of odd to have one team with like thirteen or how many people. It's called team bonding, you know. Um, but yeah, they said they might have been tripping out on the road. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's going to be curious to see how that plays out because now they got to figure out what to do if that do they just banish them from the season. Like, well, you don't get to play this year. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, and I think the NFL's got to be shaking in their boots because I think that's like an inevitable. Yeah. Thing with the NFL too, because they're sending everybody home mm-hmm. too, right? Like, hey, behave. But just when they show up, and football is definitely a contact sport, there yeah. is no social distancing in football. <laughs> nope. So I think football is less your Alliance DB checking oh, receiver. Oh, there you go. Oh. Man, come on now. There is big play Slay <laughs> used to do his thing. And we got rid of him. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like, you know, yeah. the, the NFL has got to be yep. shaking in his boost too, because. The, I mean, how many games are, is, is Major League Baseball playing this year? Is it 60? 60, yep. They at least have the benefit of they've got 60 games. Yeah. And you cancel one, you can do a doubleheader. NFL, you got 16 games. And there ain't no doubleheaders. <laughs> so the worst thing could happen is you have an outbreak right before one of those games, and it's not. That's it. It's canceling one There's of 16. There's a whole season shifted. Yeah, so tell me the ag- algorithm to figure that out. Football's got to be shaking in his boots, and I think that you know, yeah, the big problem is the country just deciding we're gonna let this run rampant until a vaccine hits. That's we just pushing forward. That's the bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, we're gonna have to just see how it plays out again, folks. Don't forget about the 10k giveaway. Get your questions, your comments, yeah, your I battles argue in. With y'all too. Tell me yeah. where I was wrong. Come at, come at your guy. Yeah, I got y'all back. Come at him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, though. I'll catch you next week, man. All right, As well, always. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. I'll let you.